0: This week's Parsha is Parsha's Naso, and uh, a lot of very interesting concepts and uh, issues that really need a lot of elaboration. We're going to focus on one specific topic, the, the topic of the Nazir. And um, Torah tells us that a person is not required to, but... If he so chooses, he or she can make themselves into a Nazir. Nazir means that it's a minimum of 30 days, they accept upon themselves not to cut their hair, not to come into contact with their bodies, not to drink wine. And the uh, Gemara in uh, Tynus deals with, uh, as well as the Gemara in, in, in Nazir itself, is that Is it a good thing? There are those that take a position that the Nazir is a Kadosh, that he is a holy being. The word Nazir means crown; is an elevated being. On the other hand, the Talmud does acknowledge is that there are those that consider to be a Chote, which this world was given for us to embrace and. receive the pleasures that Hashem is offering us through this world. There's actually Yerushalmi that says an incredible statement. It says Yerushalmi says that the Asid Lovo after 120, when we step into the based in Shalmala, you know, he says, just as we are going to be punished for the pleasures that we partook in, that we were not allowed to partake, so too we get punished for those pleasures that we were allowed to partake in and we did not. Mm. It means God created the world for us to channel and enjoy but not necessarily, we don't become ascetic. So there is a discussion, there is this tension about a nozir. But at the end of the day, even from the, 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 uh, the psukim, it's clear that he's considered uh, kadosh, he's a holy being. Is it nozir? So, let's go through just a couple of questions from different areas in Shas that, and again, the concepts I, I heard this about twenty years ago from my owner Shasheva Rabbi Yochanan's wife Shlita, but uh, she live and be well. But there's very very timely concepts and somewhat difficult because it's not a very PC sheer that we're going to talk about today. But I, I think you know that listen, the Torah is Torah; it's immutable and it's eternal. And the Torah values don't change It's because societal values have decided to change. So, the first question that I want to deal with is really at the beginning of sefer Sota, the Gemara points out that just as there is a juxtaposition in the Shisha Sidra Mishnah, in the orders of the Mishnah, so the Torah Shabbat Peh, there's a juxtaposition between the Parashav Sota the Parsha of Nazir. Again, let's refresh ourselves. Nazir, what we just spoke right now. And the Sota is a woman that is suspected of infidelity. That witnesses have seen that she's gone into seclusion with a certain man. She's uh, violated the laws of Yichud. But we don't know what happened. So in order for her to return to her husband, she has to drink it's called the May Sota, Certain Waters, with Hashem's name, and, uh, you know, and that'll determine whether or not she did crema- create the, so the, the, the Gemara there says, why, Lama so Sota, Nazir, Sota, this is Sota 2a, Roe Sota That anyone who sees the disgrace that the Sota has to go through, even by the way, even if she, had not vi- she did not violate the Isra of Asha's Ish, and she doesn't end up exploding, there's still a tremendous disgrace to go through the whole, they uncover her hair, and they rip her clothes, and, right? Because there was a violation here that she violated. The husband said, don't go seclude yourself with a certain man, and she did. But so anyone who sees that disgrace, should become a nauseer, Should accept on himself, it's not an obligation, but that is a very good idea to become a nozer. Now the simple understanding of it is is because usually people on their own have inhibitions. They don't act in a way that they would, they, they, they're embarrassed to act in a certain way. You bring wine into the equation, right? That's why the most immoral places are bars, places where there's alcohol, it's, you know, that's, so, so therefore, the reaction to seeing what happens to the soda is you should make yourself a nozer for 30 days. Right? Now, the question that has to be asked is that, and this is really the Balatanya really asked this question, and there's different ways to word the question, but the Balatanya says is that the Chorah, the person who sees what happens to her, right, why, why should he be the one that makes himself into another. He sees firsthand, like he experiences firsthand what happens. He has to go ahead and make himself into another. It should be the person that didn't see it. He, he could get more from this message than the one who actually sees it. Right? I guess the second question that really needs to be asked is also is, you, know, you tell me that for life you should abstain from alcohol, I understand. What's it going to help for 30 days? Thirty days, like it's like a slap on the. wrist. So first of all, why should he be doing the one doing it? And second of all, how's it going to help? It's a short. It's like it's almost a short term fix. It doesn't do. And then go back to the regular life. How's how is it impute or in uh, it, it, it allow him to eternalize any type of message if it's for a short period of time? Next, the Mishnah Meseches Nazir teaches us something fascinating. It says that. Not only can a man or woman make themselves into a nausea, but a father can make his son into an, a nausea as well. Now, the word discusses over there that you can't really force him, per se, that if he really renegs, it won't work, but as long as you've done it in a way that he will accept, a father can make his son into a nazir, Right? Which is very interesting. It says there at Ish, a man is mother is bin the Eina Isha Maderis is beno But a woman, on the other hand, cannot make her son into a Nazir. So the Gemara discusses why should that be? Ish in a man, yes, about Isha lo. but a woman cannot. So Rabyosi Berebi Khanina says in the name of resh ish is that this is a, a way to educate your child in mitzvahs, and, uh, so why shouldn't a woman be able to, if somehow, we have to understand how is this mechanachem in mitzvahs, but if that is what it's doing, then why shouldn't a woman be doing the same thing, why can't she do? It's just more, it's an amlunil thing. a the only the man is obligated in teaching his son's mitzvahs, and not the woman, which is a very difficult thing to understand. You know, how, how could that be? It makes no sense. We mean only the man, and not the woman. And so we want to understand first of all how is this being mechanic in mitzvahs, and how is it only pertaining to the man, not a pertaining to the woman? And we know that's not true. If you go into a home, the woman, the, the mother, is mostly with the child, and so therefore a lot of the chinuch. Comes from the mother. i you not the mother is not obligated in the funeral. You know, that doesn't make sense, you know. And furthermore, there's actually in 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 Parashas Emor we find by the Kohanim it says there that by Yomar Moshe Emor el that a Kohanim Kahan, are not allowed to come into contact with dead bodies. Right. So it says Emor vamarta double loshon Emor Kohanim va vamarta. So, the morning in Yevon, as Raja brings it down, what does it mean, emovah martah? laHazir gedolim alaktanim, that this is to warn parents that they're responsible to make sure that their children get this message as well. Alright? So, that means that the parents, there, it doesn't say just the fathers. Mm-hmm. It says parents, meaning the gedolim, both men and the adults are responsible for their children. So you see that it's not always just the fathers. So why by nazir, is it just the father has this mitzvah, special mitzvah of chinu, and thereby the Quran, the mitzvah kahuna, It's not just the father; it's the father and the mother. It doesn't say it doesn't say specifically isha, not an isha over there. All right. So let's just again review. So we're asking number one: this concept of nazir, making yourself into an elevated holy person. Right? It says that one of the times that it suggested a person does it again. It's not an obligation. It's no chiyu. But is when a person sees what happens to the sota. So we said when something happens to the sota, then you know this is really the Balatanyan's question. Is it? So you saw what happened. <laughs> that should be the message itself. What do you have to go ahead and make make yourself into a an nazar? And furthermore, how does making yourself into a nazar for thirty days fix whatever the issue might be? Second question we're asking is: it says that this din that a person can make himself nazar is a special halacha that for chinuch purposes, you can make your child into a nozer. We said it only applies to the man, not the woman. Why? Because only a man is obligated. Now, it it can't mean only a man is obligated in chinuch, not a woman. It must mean in this specific type of chinuch, only the man, not the woman. Because we we see by the kahanim, that it applies to all adults are responsible to make sure that children understand what their responsibilities, if they're kahanim, Oh, they didn't just say men over there. It says, all the adults are responsible. There's an incredible Gemara in the Sechus Kedushin I want to share with you. And then we'll circle uh, back and, and, and see if we can answer some of the questions here. The Gemara brings down is that there's two mitzvahs in the Torah concerning parents. One is the mitzvah of Kibud Ava'em, which respect, which the Gemara understands is generated from love. Right? And then there's Yira, awe. You have to be in awe of your parents. Right? That's it. Which is, also comes, sounds like, from Yira, from fear. Right? And it's two different psukyam, it's two different mitzvahs in the Torah. Right? And the Gemara points out, and we're going to see it inside, is that it's very interesting, is that when it comes to the mitzvah of Kibbut, it's Kibbut Av, that this mitzvah of Kibbut, it mentions the father before the mother. When it comes to the mitzvah of Yira, of fear, or, or this awe, this, this high level of awe, like for example, I'll give me examples feeding a parent, bringing them to eat, bringing them to drink, that's part of kibud. Not sitting in the chair of your mother and father, that's part of Yira. One is more of an expression of love, the other one is more expression of fear. When it comes to Yira, it mentions Imova Aviv. It mentions the mother before the father. The Mura wants to deal with why? Why by kibud does it mention the father first? And by Yira does it mention the uh, so? Tanya, look at this, the morning 30, 30a in Kiddushim. Revi Omer. Olam. That it was revealed and known before our Creator, the one who said, let there be a world before Hashem. Sheben mecha yoser aviv That this sense that is out of love, that there will be a respect that comes out of love there's generally a stronger feeling towards the mother than the father, <inaudible> because she appeases him. She she speaks to him with words. She makes him feel good. The mother makes him feel good. She uh, she appeases him. She gives him that sense of feeling good, right? Right. However, and therefore. Because of that, that's why when it comes to kibud Ava'en, it puts the father first. Because we know that the natural disposition of the child will be to the mother when it comes to kibud. The Torah says, no, you equally are responsible to the father, even if you don't necessarily have that natural predisposition towards him, but you put the father, the Pasuk puts the father before the mother by the laws of kibud. All right? So therefore, the fiqa av the aim because the natural disposition of the child will be to the keyboard of the aim before the keyboard of the av. That's why it puts the it goes and puts it the other way around. Now, when it comes to when it comes to yira, right? It says over there the opposite. <laughs> that that sense of awe that's inspired somewhat by fear, by distance, right? That a child feels more from the father, towards the father, than he does the mother. <laughs> Very interesting, isn't it? Because he teaches him Torah. So in the past we said because he's responsible for the, uh, teaching him the rules and regulations, maybe, but I want to see something a little different today, because he teaches him Torah, therefore, therefore it puts the mother, who you're not naturally to disposed in listening, to the father, for the Av. Right? So, we want to understand what this means. Now, I want to preface this in the following way. The Torah is telling us, that this is the optimum dynamic. Right? But we know, amount, uh, we know very well is that there are many families that have different dynamics. Right? So what I'm prefacing is, this is the way the plan explains it in the norm. It doesn't mean that there aren't other ways that this dynamic cannot be attained. But in the family, there has to be this dynamic. Whether it's coming from the father or it's coming from the mother, you have to have it. That's what I want to preface, that, you know, especially in today's day and age, it might not be exactly this from the father's mother, but it has to be coming from the two of them if it is possible. You know, we have single homes now, we have, there's so many different dynamics, but this is the optimum. And sometimes, you know, you have to make do with what the, what, what's at hand. So let's discuss this for a moment. There's no question in terms of making sure that our children don't act inappropriately or do the wrong thing. To make sure they're doing the right thing, all hands on deck. There's no difference between the father or the mother, whoever is in the position to stop the child from doing something that they should not be doing, or getting them to act appropriately, there's not that's father, that's the mother's job, that's everybody's job. Child is doing something wrong, everybody has to take responsibility in terms of doing what needs to be done. That's something we know, listen, you know, we are dealing with scenarios where our children are faced with a lot of bad behaviors. We see that. Unfortunately, right? not everybody parents. And I believe, by the way, in this school and in every and in society in general, 99% of the issues are not. Is this one religious? Is that one not religious? It is the parenting being done appropriately. You know, we did just the schwurz, We had a lot of kids came to learn over shavuos. And like you look, you see certain kids they go and pour the soda. They don't put the cap back on. They make a mess, they don't clean up after themselves. Like you, you look and you can see firsthand what the message that they're getting in terms of appropriate behavior is. You can just see it like directly. It doesn't come from anywhere else. Where's it coming from in the school? Kid each lunch, does he pick it up and put it into the garbage? Does he not pick it up? That's, that's a whole message, meaning, so there's no question that at, from on a home level, every parent has to make sure the child is acting in an appropriate manner, that's responsibility, right? The next level where there's education that there's a requirement, you know, is where you're requiring something of the child, and the tolerance requires something of the child to do that they don't see from their peers. So there's a basic level that everybody understands, everybody does. But there's a next level where the example that, you know, you're requiring something. If you're in a Chabad community. They're makbed mm-hmm. on Chal Yisrael. So I'm making my children now have to keep Chal The Really, the truth is, in most yeshiva communities, it's also, I think, the valley is the only place that it's not. But, that, you know, you're asking a kid to do something that might not be done, but we feel it is a requirement. What we believe is that it's wrong not to be ha- having, right? I said, there also, that is responsibility of father and mother. However, there is a third level. The third level is that, not you're trying to keep him away from bad behavior, not that you're trying to tell him that even though everybody else is doing something, you are obligated to do the right thing, right? That is... You're trying to create an aspiration. You're trying to set a bar higher for your child. You have the potential to be higher, even though there's no obligation to go ahead and do this. You understand? That's something that nobody else is doing it, but no one has to do it. And it's not wrong not to do it, but I want to show you you have the potential to do something that can even be higher than everybody else. Now we have to look at practical examples. Practical examples. You could argue not having a cell phone for your child. I happen to think that that falls into category one. But you get to argue today that it's really no. You're asking your child to do something that nobody else is doing. Maybe it's category two. Is it category three? There's nothing wrong with it, and you still. I, I, I wouldn't go that far. But there are behaviors. There are certain things that we ask of our child. Right. Give an example. Right. You want to of your child to daven with a minion. Child's not obligated to yet to daven with a minion. Doesn't have to daven with a minion. Father takes his kid to Minchamarev. That could be an aspiration. You're creating, even though you could argue, but uh, children, you you walk into, I I dab in Minchamarev and Acharet Tzedek, there's very few children. But there are some fathers that bring their children. To me, that's like setting a level, aspiring for a level. It doesn't matter that nobody else is doing it. This is something I believe you can aspire for yourself. So, therefore, you have the potential to go above and beyond. al kulana. You can. You, you know. So, I think the is like this. So, again, I, I, I just I out from my and I want to share it with you. When it comes to creating a require, oh, not requirement, you want a behavior from a child that is above and beyond what even the responsibilities are, the, saying you have the potential to do something even more than you're required to do, we're going to see what Chazal is telling us, that's the father's responsibility. That's not the mother's. The mother's responsibility is, is that she's, she's the scaffold. What the mother does is she makes them feel good. That's her job. She makes him feel good. Now, obviously, you don't want to make him feel good for behaviors he shouldn't be doing. But it means reinforcing him on the behaviors that he is doing that are good, that makes him feel good about himself. He feels good. If a person is in a family where both his mother and his father, the message he gets, this is what you should be, this is what you should be, this is what you should be, that kid is not going to feel good. Because the fidget is going to feel the pressure all the time. I'm not meeting up to... The expectations of what I need to have. So the truth is that, that, that is what in a family you have to have. Torah says the mother, but one of the parties have to be there to scaffold, to make the kid, to build up his confidence that you are doing the right thing and you are good. The message cannot be the pressure of you're not living up to what you should be. That, if that's a pressure that a child's constantly hearing from a parent, that will destroy the child. You can't. A child cannot live with it. At least one of the family, one of the members, the mother is saying, is has to be there, making him feel good about who himself. What the father's role is. This is what you could be. This is what you could be living up to. You could be at the expectations higher than everybody else. You have the potential to be a higher. And that's really what Torah says that the father teaches him. Torah is. Torah allows a person to see their potential. Through the study of Torah, we learn what our potential could be. And that's why if the father who's obligating the study of Torah, and he's also teaching Torah, he teaches the child what his potential could be. And that's what we understand. Kavod was an outgrowth of love. Somebody who makes you feel good about yourself, naturally you're going to have that mitzvah of kavod, which emanates from love to a greater level. Right? Somebody's telling you all the time of who you could be, but you're not. That's not going to be naturally predisposed to have that. You're, a, yes, you're as a distance, you're a maybe. You know. By the way, it only works is if the father himself is living up to that potential. The a father to be saying, this is what you should be, this is what you should be, this is what you should be, you should be in shul ta- uh, a davening, and the father's the one who's the first to cut out and go to have the kiddish club and come back inebriated, okay. that's not going to work either. It has to be, obviously, this is the standard that I'm setting that could be for you. And by the way, it doesn't have to necessarily be the father. And this is a very damaging thing, even comparing siblings. Why aren't you like your brother? Why aren't you like your sister? That's also a very damaging message if that's what the kid gets. Constantly, It's a very damaging message. There has to be one of the parties is giving him, making him feel good, at least focusing on the things that he is doing correctly, trying to move him away from things that he's not doing, and that's the mother. The potential, which that creates that distance, which is the Yira, that's something that's more predisposed towards the father. Because again, the father is the one that is in touch with the potential, what you could be, and gives him the message of even this is what you are, this is what you could be. And between the two... It's almost like a good cop, bad cop type of situation. You have that situation where you have the mother who's making him feel good about who he is and you have the father creating the potential of who he could be. Right? And we said that especially when it's something that the child is not obligated to do. Making the child feel, I've got to do something more than anybody else is doing and nobody else is obligated to do it. So I want to say it's like this. is When it comes to basic chinuch, of course the father and the mother teach the kid the right things to do, stop them from doing the wrong things, both father and mother, whether it's teaching the right behaviors, manners, character, all those things, that to upstanding human being, all hands on deck, father and mother equal. Now you have an interesting thing, you have a Kohen. A Kohen is required to do something that his peers are not doing. He's not allowed to come into contact with dead bodies. There special halachas of a Kohen. Truma, Right? All the laws... Of, that is not that he's not... He's different than what his friends are doing. But he is obligated. He is Chaim. That's hazik Dolom Al-Aktanim. That is a mitzvah of Chinuch. And it's all mother and father again. Because it's not them asking you to do something more than you are required to... No, you are required to do it. Again, it's father and mother. But here comes Nazir. Nazir... What is Nazir? Nazir is... It's a 30-day... Period. What is it? It's coming into contact of what your potential could be. For 30 days, you're going to be holy. What is the message? This is what you could be. It's not forever. I want you to get a taste of what you could be, of what your potential could be. You're not obligated to do it. Your friends are not obligated to do it. Your friends are not doing it. But this is the potential what you can reach. That's the Father's responsibility. Therefore, it's the father that makes... that. When it says that the father is obligated in Chinuch and not the mother, it means in this particular type of Chinuch, of setting the potential level, setting what you could be, where there's no obligation to do it, that's specifically on the father. That's not on the mother. And that's why by Nazir, it's Avka Ish Madras Nazir, but not the Isha. Because we don't want her. If she starts putting things on him that he's higher than what he's doing right now, that takes away from the scaffolding of making him feel good about who he is. Because that makes him feel not so good about who he is. Because you're basically saying is, you should be better. That's not a message you get from the mother. That's a message the Torah is telling us is a message from the father. That we are happy with who you are. And, and, and that's an important message. A child needs to hear that over and over. Feeling good about who he is. And okay, obviously moving away from doing the wrong thing. You can't make a kid feel good about doing the wrong thing. But understanding why you did it. And let's make sure we can do it better. that That's fine. This is what you could be. That's the message the father has to be giving. And that is the message of Nazar. And I think that also explains. It's a very interesting phenomenon. You know, people like reading tabloids. Why do we like reading about all the terrible things that people that are, like all the stars, and all the uh, presidents, and why, why do we like reading all the terrible things that other people are doing? Why? Because then I have Terutzim. You know? I see they doing it, it's not so bad. Even he does it. Even the president does it. Even the, you know, even the... So therefore, even though, you know, so... so Sometimes when you're exposed to a bad behavior, it rubs off. It's okay for him. That's why somebody who sees what happens to the sota, we don't want that bad behavior. Oh, it's okay. Look, even that person, the one that I thought, even that person, no, no, no. You have to internalize that. You're above that. You are above that. Your potential is much higher. Nazir is to, come, is to show you what your potential could be, and that you're not going to be pulled down by what other people are doing around you. That's what the message of Nazir is. So it doesn't have to be forever. Because forever, no, that's not the point. The point is, it's for a short period of time that you can see what it is possible for you to be, coming into contact with your t- potential. That is what the Father does. That's why it doesn't have to be more than 30 days. 30 days is enough time where a person can recognize, ah, I've set myself some goals now. Even though I'm going to go back to drinking wine, but now I understand what I could be now it's with that already in motion that puts that in place and that's what the father's saying to the child as well this is what you could be that's why it's the father's job to do that that's not the mother the mother's job is not to impose upon the child or what he could be she's job is make her feel better with who he is right now together then they build up the child and, and move him in that direction so basically I think we've answered most of the questions let's just go back and take a look so we answered up Why him specifically? Because when you expose to that negative behavior, we don't want the answer to be, oh, it's okay, you see, they're doing it, everybody else is doing it. No. Everybody else is doing it. You are, you should be elevated. You can rise above that. And that's what the message of Nazir is. The father's job is to create that potential in the child. That's why the father can do it. The mother's not required to do it. If it's not something that's put on the mother, her job is to make the child feel good about who he is and what he's doing correctly. Everybody has to help the child not do the wrong thing. That's uh, that's 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 for sure. And um, the, the by 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 the Kahanan, you are asking the child to do something that nobody else is doing. But as a Cohen, is obligated to do it, that already is both the father and the mother because you have a chiyuv to do it. By Nazir, he hasn't traveled to something that he's not obligated to do it. That is the father's responsibility and not the mother's. Any questions? All right. I just want to just add one more piece here, which is, I think is also very, very important. The idea of what a Nazir is, an idea of the father creating a potential of what the child could be, is really very, very important. Why? Because we gauge ourselves, usually, by our peers. Right? Even in the positive way. Oh, they go to a share one time a week. I feel I need to go to shir one time a week. I see everybody else going one time a week. You yeah, Right? They only show up for chakras. They don't come to Minchamar. I feel okay. Because I'm doing what everybody else Hindu. so, we, And that's how we gauge what is the right way to behave by looking to peers. The message of the Nazir, and that's really the father's message to the child, is don't gauge what you can be by what you see everybody else doing. And I'm not even talking about from the negative. For sure not from the negative. Everybody else has a cell phone. That, I, that's a negative. That doesn't mean you should have one. But, that, that, but I'm talking about everybody else is... Doing it, that comes with tzedakah. Everyone also gives this level, but I have to give that level. No. What we need to do is look into ourselves and figure out how can we be the role models? How can we take it to the next level? How can we be the ones that create the new ceiling of what the appropriate thing to do? That's really what the message of is. that's a message the father needs to give because it's, it's a difficult message to give because what you're really telling a child and we're telling ourselves when we do that too is that we shouldn't be satisfied with what we have. In a positive way, we need to set the level even higher, and that means it comes from within. It doesn't come from what the from the, what the area around you is doing. That's setting a high goal. So it's a very, very important message. And as I said today, you know, you'll find in marriages sometimes the dynamics are the other way. The way the one that makes the kid feel good and it's the arm around it. it could be the father, and the one that's the you know the. It, 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 but it has to be one doing one, one doing the other. For a child to have both parents pushing him of what he could be... I remember there was a kid here in in in, in third grade that they used to put $100 on the fridge every time the kid had a test. Because if you get an A, you get the $100. And that's like, you know... I don't know it's a normal thing to do. You don't do that. You don't have the pressure of the kid. You know, that's not something... But in certain cultures, you know, you, we, we have to overachieve. We have to over And we push and we push. and That's not necessarily a healthy thing. There has to be feeling good about who you are as well. And the dynamic of the two feelings together, let the kid grow and move forward. Yeah. Why tell Why not 7 and 40, the big number in the What's that? Why what? Why every day And not say